I'm Daria Rose, and this is The Foodist Podcast, where real people use real food to get healthy and lose weight without dieting. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of The Foodist Podcast. I'm Daria Rose, and today we're doing a kind of a success story, but it's really a follow-up of a success story that I did many, many years ago. So my friend Graham was one of the first people I ever interviewed about being a foodist because he just happened to be at a friend's house who had a galley copy of my book and my friend David Prager, and he borrowed it. And over the course of a couple months, managed to lose 40 pounds. And it was it was a really dramatic change in him. Uh, he he, our friends didn't recognize him, which was which was kind of cool. And so my first interview with him back in 2013, which I will link to in the show notes, he tells us that story, you know, how he got started, how he went from sort of being sedentary and eating fast food to eating more real foods, focusing more on vegetables and, and being more active. And I just wanted to follow up with him because it has now been almost four years since that happened. And he's lost another 20 pounds. He's now 60 pounds lighter than he was when he first started. And when you think about it, that's just so remarkable. I mean, when you talk about, when when people talk about the dieting industry, the failure rate is 95%. 95% of people who lose weight on a diet gain it back within two years. And these, these stories of somebody who, does the opposite, who defies the odds, who actually continues to lose weight over the years and enjoys it even more than they used to and aren't, isn't suffering. That's what being a foodist is all about. And Graham was, Graham was the original foodist. I mean, he, he literally had a copy of the book before it was out and adopted all these habits before it was out. And it's just, it's so cool to be able to see him and talk to him and hear what he has to say. And so this, so in the first interview, I asked him how he got started in this interview, I was really focused on how he managed to maintain his habits over the years and what obstacles he came across. And, you know, it's, it's not all straight. It's not all straight line. Just, you know, he had ups and downs. And so I just thought that would be valuable for you guys to hear. Also, if you would like to be a guest on the show, either sharing a success, and by the way, it does not have to be a weight loss success. It could be any form of health style success that you're proud of. Or if you would like to be coached on the show by me, Go to summertomato.com slash podcast, fill in the form there, and tell me your story. I would love to hear from you. And now, without further ado, here's Graham. Hey, Graham. Welcome to the show. Hey, Daria. It's been a while. It has been a while. (laughs) Um, So, gosh, it was in 2013... Before I had a podcast, uh, and I used to do some <laughs> random podcast. Yeah, pre podcast. I used to do some random live Google Hangout type stuff. And you joined me. Uh, we're we're good friends um, for those who don't know. But you joined me then because you had just started losing weight. You'd, I think, you stole Prager's copy of Foodist. That's right. He had like a proof, and I'm like, "Is that Daria's book?" Uh, and he's like, "Yeah, you want to read it?" So I just kind of. I, Picked it up and, and started thumbing through it. I'd already kind of started on the on the journey, but uh, I knew that that uh, that was going to be a nice fast track. Oh right, because the book wasn't yeah. out yet. Right. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure when I grabbed that proof. It might have been in February or March. No, probably February. Crazy. Yeah. 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 So you had just like lost 35 pounds by making some pretty 
simple changes. You had been sedentary and you basically just like started eating vegetables and stopped eating as much fast food. And like you came to that was the year uh, I got married and you came to our wedding and people didn't recognize you. <laughs> right. And I still like uh, very vividly remember that weekend because it was kind of that moment of, oh, clearly all these small things that I've been doing are adding up to something because people are starting to notice. And yeah, I think that everyone who kind of goes on this type of weight loss journey remembers when people started to notice. And mm-hmm. then, uh, and I, and I, I definitely, I feel like that kind of encouraged me to keep going and, and to like even double down on some stuff. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. Like I'm thinking about it and like back then, so this was 2013 and right. back then I had you on because you were a success story and I was super interested in how you were able to like overcome how hard it is to start. Cause I know that for many people, just the idea of starting is so overwhelming that it's like paralyzing. But now it's been four years and you're still super healthy. So now your success <laughs> story is how'd you, how's it, how's the journey been? It's, it's been amazing. And it's, it was one of those things that I kind of just decided to do for myself. And as it, kind of got going, I realized like, oh man, this is, this is hard at first. But once I started making like the small changes that it became more of a lifestyle and, and I wasn't like setting a goal and making these drastic changes and, and going on a diet or, you know, I, I just kind of changed little things. And then that, those small changes stuck and it became kind of the way I lived my everyday life. And, you know, the, I, I would watch the trend of the, of a couple of pounds coming off, you know, one week or, or over the course of a few weeks. And my drive, I guess my, what encouraged me was I wanted to just be aware of, of what was happening and be more knowledgeable of what is healthy and how to, how to live a healthier lifestyle because I kind of grew up in a lifestyle and and in a way that just slowly over time, I just started becoming more and more unhealthy. I I lived in the South. I went, I went to school out there and was just eating fried everything. (laughs) And, And it was, it became kind of like the norm. And I moved out here to San Francisco and I'm realizing, well, oh, there's lots of these opportunities for me to live a healthier lifestyle, but I had chosen not to because I didn't realize that it was something that I could just do. I, th- I thought that I had to already be at some level of health, uh, you know, healthy to run every day or to, you know, so I, it was hard to start because I didn't know where to start. Right. So it's it's interesting because it's almost like, like what you're saying is that it just wasn't part of your identity to do healthy things. Exactly. Based on how you grew up and what you, you know, your sort of geeky lifestyle of spending all day at a computer. And it sounds like you just had a, a sort of an epiphany that you realized that this is a choice you can make. Yeah. I just kind of realized like I'm, I feel sick. I don't feel like I have the type of energy that I should. I was at the time 26 years old and wondering why, why do I feel so tired? Why do I feel so groggy uh, in the middle of the day? Like this isn't making sense. And, and part of that geekiness led into, you know, I was really interested in gadgets and and data and things like that. And then uh, along comes Fitbit and, and, and motion trackers and, and I'm able to track my activity and it kind of turned into a game and it 
got me to, to want to track myself and take daily walks. And I started feeling better. And that was sort of the, the start and sort of the, oh, I'm feeling better. What else can I start doing that kind of pushes this all in, in the right direction. So that's fascinating because you had the immediate reward. So I think people tend to think of like the reward is like, oh, I'm going to like have abs, like six pack abs, or I'm going to like <laughs> right. weigh something. I s- in the still future. want that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> right. But like, but for you, what kept you going was this immediate innate reward of like just being more active just gave you more energy. Right. For sure. And one thing led to another. I, I was walking every day and then it's like, well, should I try running? And I would run maybe one mile. And when you have never really run before and you run one mile, it feels like the the biggest achievement. And (laughs) yeah. And, and I came home after that run and was just like exhausted and it, it, it was painful. But then that recovery, that bouncing back felt amazing. And then, and even that was a little bit of a nudge to be like, Hey, this is something you could do more of and it wouldn't hurt. And 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 so I just found encouragement in in the small things that I could change. And it was a lot of it was playing around and experimenting with things that would work for me. Uh, I started replacing just sort of the bad food habits that I had, like processed food. I started replacing that with finding vegetables that I actually liked and eating more of that, even some even way more than I even eat now, just because it was something I could eat besides the bad stuff. The vegetables. Yeah. And, and right. I, you know, we had a funny conversation before, like you were like, I never knew I could like Brussels sprouts. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> right. Brussels sprouts was, was my go-to. And I, I made them almost every evening. I would go to across the street. There's a grocery store across the street from where I live. And I would just load up and, and I looked up a recipe for really quick roasted Brussels sprouts and that was something I'm like, Oh, I really like this. And it's not so bad for me. And I'm at least eating this instead of getting in the car and going to McDonald's. And so it, that was, that alone was a huge change in the, in, in a shift in the way I was, um, thinking about eating and what to eat. And you used to hate them. Vessels fast. Oh, absolutely. I would never touch them. <laughs> I would never even go near them. So funny. And then last time I talked to you, you had never tried beets. Did you, right. ever, did you ever try beets? I, I went back and watched and I'm like, oh man, I had never tried beets back then. <laughs> uh, yes, I did eventually try beets and I love beets and they're amazing. Um, roasted and salads and all like it. I remember uh, in, in the last time we talked, you were like, you've got to do this and you've got to try. They're so good. And um, in the four years since I have had my fair share. Fantastic. So, so you started with these small habits that ma- were making you feel better. So you started walking and then once you like got a- the hang of that, you started running and you started incorporating more vegetables, being more excited about them, discovering new vegetables, eating less processed food. How do you go from there four years ago to now? And like, what's like, where are you now? Like, have you stayed the yeah, same so weight or? I think, um, at the last time we talked, I was around 176 and my goal was 175. Um, I am now at 160. Whoa. So I lost about 10 more pounds. And like, it, and if I'm tallying up like the total amount of weight loss, it's around 60 pounds now when it was like 38, I think, last mm-hmm. time we talked. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have managed to maintain and also slowly lose uh a little bit more. And I have, and it, it's been weird because I've been so 
intensely focused on not gaining any weight back, but also I've had to learn to be comfortable with the fluctuations. Hmm. Um, one of the things that I did when I started was I would just, I would make sure that I was measuring things along the way all the time. I weigh myself every morning. I'm not saying that everyone has to do this, but it helped, it was helpful to me to, to get up every morning, weigh myself and just kind of have that, have that number in mind just as a way of saying, making sure that I'm aware of any trend in either direction. So it was like a data point. Yeah, it was just a data point. And and I wasn't so obsessed with the number itself. I was more obsessed with the trend. I was more interested in the trend. Um, if, if I weigh myself, you know, five days in a row and it's, and it's ticking up every time, then I know that there's an adjustment I need to make somewhere, or I need to be more aware of, of what I'm doing. Right. Because you are going to have normal, like you do have normal fluctuations in your weight, right? Right. Yeah. And that's another thing is when you, when you are doing that, you realize, oh, well, the fluctuations are totally normal and you are not, you're not going to set this goal of like, oh, I want to be 150 pounds. And then once you get there, you're going to stay there. No, it, it, it's always even, even your normal weight is going to fluctuate, you know, one to five pounds. Yeah. Based on like on, how salty your food is or how hard exactly. you sweat at the gym or whatever. And so that was definitely the, a, a helpful way for me to keep track of where I was going. And of course there were times that it went up. I think at, at one point I had gained you know, seven to 10 pounds after one Christmas, I think because <laughs> you go home to, uh, you know, the South where, where I'm from and you just can't help but fall into some of the old like habits and, and going to the, the, the same restaurants you went to when you were a kid and right. eating, eating that stuff again. So yeah, when I, when I got home, I just realized, okay, well I, I'm weighing a little bit more than I should. I just wanted to start making the steps to, to, have it start trending back down um, and and keep doing all of the things that I that I know were working for me before I went home and kind of had a break from from the the lifestyle that I've decided to to pursue now. So you just tighten it up a little. Yeah, just a little bit or, or fit in a, another workout or two just to, to be more active. And yeah, just being going back to the things that I that I know I like and that I know are healthy for me. And um kind of acknowledge not feeling guilty about gaining the weight because you know I was home I it was christmas time you want to you want to have as much fun and and enjoy the food while you're there totally but uh it's when now that I'm back it's time to 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 go back to you to what I know was working yeah you know i call that home court habits right 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 it's like you you have your set of 6 to 10 habits that work for you and I mean, basically, and for me, this is 100% true. The closer I stick to them, the like lighter I am. And I've into them, I've baked in. Sometimes I'm not going to do this. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and, and so normally, like, like if I'm following my home court habits, like if like everybody's out of town and I'm by myself and like I'm just doing my life by myself, I would probably weigh like three pounds lighter than I do right now. Mm. Um, but I don't even, I don't want to weigh that. <laughs> like I want to weigh what I weigh right now. And so, but I've baked that into my habits so that I can have, uh, yeah, like trips and, and indulgences and fun without worrying about it. Yeah. And, and, and I find that that works, um, and for a number of reasons, just that I'm not feeling guilty about every single thing that I eat. And I, that's cause I feel like if I were to do that, that's a huge amount of stress to add 
to my life to, to worry about like, well, if I had this one beer, you know, to feel guilty about that other, instead of just being more present in the moment. And obviously you don't want it to be a trend. Again, it's, it's more about not, not going out every day and having a beer and, and, you know, kind of saving, saving those, those things for the appropriate times. And then when you are kind of in your normal mode, just sticking with what, you know, works for, for you. Totally. So why don't you give us an idea? So I know about the walking and jogging, like what, what are the other home court habits that you think are your, like, are really important for you to stay on track? I think for me, it's, uh, eating whole foods and staying away from processed foods. And that, that is, that means for me, at least cooking at home a lot more. My awesome girlfriend loves to cook and we go out and buy groceries and cook almost every night of the week, unless there are like plans with friends and we go out. Um, the other thing is I've kind of just, when I started out, I was, I didn't know a lot about what was healthy. So that, so as I started going along, I got this like intense curiosity about learning more, uh, about what actually is healthy for me. So I, I kind of dove into a lot of books and, and read from authors that most people agree are, are really good sources of actual nutrition information. What were you reading? I was, I definitely read Michael Pollan. Okay. And, um, he, that was helpful. He has a lot of, of good things like that, that simple phrase of, you know, eat, eat what's the, uh, eat food, like, yeah, mostly eat food, plants, not too much, mostly, mostly plants, right? Not too much. Yeah. Yeah. From, um, and, the indefensive food, such a good book. Right. And I read that as well as, um, uh, let's see. I read Salt, Sugar, Fat, which was an incredibly interesting book. It, it sort of like dives into what the processed food industry has has been doing the last uh, 20, 30 years mm-hmm. in terms of what they're trying to get you hooked on on their products. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, it, it reads like a, a thriller, political thriller novel. <laughs> it, it really is. It, it's something where you read it and you're almost kind of like, man, how how is anybody going to uh, put up a fight against this. It's there, there's so much influence in, in what we think is good and what we think is healthy when it's actually not healthy for us. Uh, there's so much misinformation out there. And it, it was, I, I enjoyed that book a lot because it, it definitely singled out to me that the processed food is, is something to stay away from. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. It's like, for me, like not only do books like that make me know and be aware of what's healthy and what's not healthy, but it actually takes it farther and makes me angry (laughs) at the food industry. And so like, I like a lot of times, like I'm going to be like completely honest, like sometimes I won't eat something just out of like spite. Like I'll be like, like, no, I'm not going to eat your crappy processed like (laughs) industrial food. No way. Like I don't, I'm not putting my dollars. Like it's not just, I don't want it in my body. It's, I don't want to give those jerks my money. (laughs) For sure. And I I grew up in the time that like, uh, so the book covers a lot of different things. And, but the one that kind of jumped out to me was like, there's a whole chapter on the Lunchables, uh, product. Oh my God. Yeah, I went to school every day with like a Lunchables in my lunchbox and to read about what was happening politically behind the scenes to get us addicted to that product was just fascinating to me. And it was and I got like actually very emotional and angry about it. Yeah, because it hits home. It does. Crazy. Okay, so you cut out the processed foods 
Uh, well, you said you read those books. I did, yeah. And it definitely helped reinforce what I should be doing. And it was essentially for me just a quest for knowledge and 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 making sure that I was making the right decisions and not falling back into bad habits because I didn't know better. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was a lot of the reason why I kind of wanted to go through a lot more like self-education of of what's good. And I think uh, at one point I got into some of the the more extreme stuff like the uh, the China study and eat to live or these doctors or nutritionists are kind of advocating for a super ultra vegan lifestyle, like eat only plants, don't eat anything else. Right. Um, it'll cure everything. And so uh, that, that I read and I kind of like I got out a lot out of those books in terms of like how good vegetables and fruits are for you. But I'm not necessarily, I would say that they didn't turn me into like a vegan necessarily. Like I still eat meat. I'll, I'll still eat eggs and, and dairy. I have pretty much cut out milk completely though. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll still eat eggs. Uh, but meat now, I'm eating just a whole lot less meat than I used to. Mm-hmm. I would say I'm, I'm leaning vegetarian at this point. And I kind of, I think that works better for me because it's, a little bit easier to make healthier decisions when when you're eating out or when you're eating at home when you're kind of focused on mostly vegetables. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you cut down on meat a lot. Are you still just jogging? Is that your main form of exercise? Yeah, pretty much. I I would say that I'll go out and go for like a 45-minute or 30-minute run three to four times a week, and that that's enough like exercise and workouts for me. I, I do want to focus more on getting to the gym and doing more strength things. I think I even said that at the end of the last time <laughs> we talked. Um, that's still a goal of mine to to focus more on on just the total body strength and, and not just cardio. Um, I did do I did like isometric workouts for a while because uh, I, I was an early user of the FitStar program, the, mm-hmm. the app with all of the isometric workouts and, and stuff like that, uh, and, and body weight circuits and things like that. And I found that to be a, a nice change of pace for me. I, I did that for a while, but for me, it was just always easier to just kind of lace up my running shoes and get out of the house and, and run for 30 minutes and, and have that be my dependable amount of activity that I can do every week. I'm curious how you feel about running at this point. Because you've been able to maintain it for four years. So it's, you know, how how do you feel about it? Like when you think I got to do my run, like what's your feelings around that? At first when I was losing all the weight, running was everything. Like I was like, I love it. It's great. I'm I'm seeing all this progress. And then once I got to the point where, okay, I'm at 170, 165, I I'm kind of hovering in this, I'm, I'm, I'm where I want to be. I've met that goal. Of course I could always, I'm always wanting to have it trend downwards. I, I'd love to be around like 155, I think, but that, that I think is probably unreasonable for, given that, you know, I need to have more muscle mass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so I'd have to, I'd have to lose a lot of, a lot more weight to, to kind of build back up that muscle. But running for me, I've kind of fallen out of love with it and then back into love with it. So it's, it, it's been kind of a, a back and forth where once you do something enough, 
it becomes routine and then it gets boring. <laughs> right. And then I think f- for me, I did kind of, I hit a, a, a lull where I didn't want to run anymore. And that's kind of when I picked up the isometric, the workouts, which is a lot of jumping jacks and pushups and, um, and planks and things like that. Uh, and that was, that was a nice way to try to remain active and, and make progress without having to go on a three mile run. Sure. Um, but even that after a while became routine. I'm definitely oscillating between running and more total body workout stuff. So I'm, I'm back to running and, and running indoors now because the, the weather in San Francisco has been kind of dreary and, and cold and rainy. Um, though some people like running in that weather, I, I guess. But um, even on treadmill and that's kind of a drag. Right. But treadmill, yeah, I, I do kind of feel like I've gotten back into it as a routine, as something that I have to do. And I, I really wish that I had a more active hobby that I could do, like that would get me outdoors more um, and just being active without having to really m- make it a thing that I do. And I think I'll be, I'll be looking for that this year Cool. to continue maintaining where I'm at and making more progress. Uh, Cause my, my thing is I, I knew when I was going into this uh, that the, the statistics of, of how many people when they lose 60 pounds, like how, how there's that yo-yo effect. Um, and I was determined not to let that, that happen to me. I wanted to just everything that I've done. has just been a means of being more vigilant and tracking things and often just trying to learn constantly and, and listen to myself and listen to what my body is telling me to do. Oh, but you've been amazingly successful with that. I mean, having kept off that kind of weight for four years is, is remarkable. Yeah. And I, I feel very lucky that the small lifestyle changes that I made have been enough to keep that, that yo-yo effect from happening. You had, a, you figured out a way to keep the workouts, but like you're saying, it's like a constant challenge. You have to keep yourself motivated. It's not like you can just do the same thing over and over again. You have to keep searching and stay vigilant. Like you're saying. Right. And for me, it was, it's, I guess the, the, what kept me going is knowing the basics of, I just need to have some level of activity. I need to be active. I need 10,000 steps a day. I need to, uh, make sure that I have this baseline of activity. Otherwise I'm going to gain weight back pretty fast. Um, and then, you know, even with that, the, the changes I made in terms of what I was eating every day and, and, the quality of the food I was eating, that was just sort of, you know, that that was a helpful thing for me to do. And it's also protects me from going back and, and gaining all that weight back. Uh, so just kind of knowing the 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 two things that that I need to be doing. I need to be eating healthy and I need to be more active. Those things I think were like at the core of what has kept me um at the weight that I'm at and without gaining it all back and doing the yo-yo, uh, uh going back to, you know, 200 pounds or I, I don't think I could, I would have gained back all of that weight that I had, but I'm glad that it hasn't been sort of like that, that up and down effect for me. Yeah. It's interesting. Like, so would you say that your motivation is mainly to not lose weight and, or to not gain weight and be healthy? Or do you feel like at this point, like if you don't work out for you're traveling or whatever, you have a big work project. If you miss a couple of days, do you find that you 
feel icky or you miss it in any way? Or I definitely do. I, I actually just in the last week started uh, working out regularly again after the holidays. Uh, also, I had a cold at the very beginning of this year. So that that kind of played in. I know it's probably good to work out when you have a cold. It probably makes the cold less <laughs> severe. But for me, it was that was enough to to keep me from being as active as I wanted to be. So really, in the last uh, week or so, at the beginning of this year, I've kind of started back working out. And I did feel like I, I need to be doing this. I don't feel at my 100% like healthiest right now, I do feel a little less energy than I'm used to. So, and I think that's just me being more in tune with what my baseline is, what my, what my normal state is, and then recognizing what I'm, what I'm doing or not doing that is changing the way I feel uh, and being like, okay, well, I, I definitely feel like it's time for me to start working out again, or I, I definitely feel like I shouldn't have eaten uh, a pizza, you know, at, yeah. uh, you know, so it, it definitely, it motivates me to, to work out when I am not feeling at my most energetic or, 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 and it, and it motivates me to eat healthier when I am just not feeling great after I've made a, you know, a less healthy decision and, or I've gone out to eat and, and eaten something that might've had more salt in it than I'm used to. Yeah. You know, it's a funny thing. It's like there's there this the motivation is such an interesting thing, right? And there's two components to it. And this is something that I try to stress to people who have never experienced what healthy feels like. Because yes, at some point I I like my workouts and I enjoy eating vegetables. But it's not like I don't enjoy watching movies, playing video games and eating pizza. Like it's not <laughs> right. like those things aren't, I mean, I'm way more picky about those things than I used to be. And I, and I'm glad for that because it's not as tempting across the board, but like you're saying, like some days it's not about me being like, Oh my God, I want to work out so bad right now. <laughs> like it's like, that's not how I feel <laughs> right. every day. And it's, and it's not like, Oh my gosh, I want carrots. <laughs> but, but, um, but it's more like, I feel gross because I just went on a trip and I ate all this food or I haven't worked out and I'm feeling groggy. I feel groggy in my head if I don't work out like regularly. And so a lot of my motivation is just, it's not necessarily, I love something so much, even though I often do feel that way, but sometimes it's just, I don't want to feel crappy. And this is what I know I need to do to not feel crappy. But if you've, if you've never been healthy, you don't know what that feels like yet. Right. And I, 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 definitely felt that when I was getting, when I was making the decisions and, and eating, you know, more, more whole foods and I started feeling different. And then after a while, the, the food that I was eating started tasting different or tasting better. So healthy food, you liked it more? Yeah, I, I was, hmm. I was seeking out healthier food because it tasted better than the stuff that I was eating. I did, I guess it was, I guess it, I could explain it better as I wasn't craving the the bad stuff as much as I used to or as I you know when when it's when that's all you're used to all you want is a piece of pizza or a, or a hamburger or something um and then when you go and have a salad it just doesn't taste very good mm-hmm. but I think I had made some sort of adjustment after a while where I was eating mostly mostly plant-based whole food stuff and I started not craving the 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 fast food anymore because mm-hmm. I I I a I knew it was not healthy and packed full of salt and 
that that knowledge of how bad it was for me kept me away from it. But I also felt like, well, I could go out and get a salad or or something that is healthier for me, and I will like the taste of that, and I I will feel better afterwards um, instead of when you do give in to that urge to have a burger or a uh, pizza and then you feel awful afterwards. Right. <laughs> it, it does take a few times of, of going back and, <laughs> and making and that thinking, error <laughs> and making that error. Uh, and being like, Oh, I remember now this is how I felt when, when I wasn't so healthy and, and thankfully it goes away and you can adjust after that. But, um, it, it's just the making the new habit of eating stuff that is better for you and, and not processed and not refined. And that, that makes the stuff that isn't processed and isn't refined tastes uh, better. And you know, it's better for you. So that, that adds to it too. Yeah. It's a really interesting phenomenon and I'm not entirely sure why it happens. I mean, I, I can hypothesize that once your body has a taste for real nutrition it has a, it's cravings are have a better compass I would say, yeah. Uh, but I'm not, I've never actually seen data supporting that. But it it makes some intuitive sense. But it's it's interesting, and I've you know almost everybody that I talk to who has changed their eating habits in this way has a similar story. Like they don't feel the the the, the cravings and the impulses and the urges. They're all still there, but they've just like shifted in a way that's healthier. Yeah, it makes and it easier. You know, I'll still occasionally go go and get an In and Out burger or something like that, but that is something that I treat myself to. That it's like, okay, well, it's been it's been long enough, and all my friends want to go, and and like it's more of a social thing just to treat myself, you know. But it's it's not something that I'm just going and seeking out anymore. Right. So this is all amazing. Um, and it's really impressive that you've been able to sort sort of maintain this trajectory over four years. It's just amazing. And I, I'm curious, what would you, what advice would you give to somebody, um, at either stage, either j- having not started or even somebody who's lost some weight and had some success, but, but, you know, so you start to get tired after a while or like, how do you, how do you motivate to stay with it and, and stay vigilant? How do you do that? Yeah, I would I would say to stay motivated, the best thing you can do is is make the small small changes and because if you if you try to set your goals too too far in 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 one direction, it becomes something that you feel bad about when you when you get to a point where you're not you're not making progress fast enough or you're I'm not saying like set your goalposts super, super, or set, set your goals too low, but you should know after a while of doing this, like what goals do you want to set for yourself? And, and again, like goal being just sort of a, a thing to aim towards, not being like the be all end all, like I have to weigh 155 pounds. I have to be able to lift this much, much weight. Right. Um, because I think if, if, if it's a goal oriented thing, then there's a lot of stress involved there. For me, it was just so it's a direction. Make, yeah, just start going in that direction and and be aware of the changes, the positive changes that you can make, and those will add up over time. And then you're not worried so much about the the goal itself. Um, 
it's that's, interesting. It's like, it's been helpful. It's there's a, I've been reading in, in some psychology, they make a distinction between values and goals. And a goal is a very specific benchmark. And, and, but like a value is a direction you head in. And there are goals in a direction of a value. Um, and so you want to like just choose those goals and move, right. pa- move toward them, but understanding all along that it's not about the goal. It's about the value of wanting to be healthy, wanting to feel good, wanting to just be in control of that part of your life. Absolutely. That's 100% uh, what I'm, what I'm getting at. I, I, I definitely feel like the, the values of like, you, you just know once you just make that decision that you want to lose weight, you want to be healthy, you want to feel better that it's, those are your values now. And most people then jump to like, okay, if I, if I lose this much weight, then I will, I will, you know, be able to check all of those boxes. Well, like just doing the small things, uh, you know, day to day to, to go in that direction is, is what, what you should focus on. Not so much the, the, goal itself because the, that's putting a lot of weight on one metric and you will eventually get to that goal. It's, but, but don't make it the, the driving force. Like your driving force is you want to feel better. Cool. Yeah. And you do. Absolutely. And then that like re- keeps you motivated. Cause it, like we were talking about earlier, like once you actually start to feel better, you, you start to also wanting to not feel crappy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Graham. I really appreciate you taking the time and catching me up because I hadn't, we've talked before, like since then, but not specifically about this topic. And it's, it's really, really cool. I'm like, so proud of you. <laughs> Thanks like, so much. You're like the first foodist because you grabbed the book before it was even on the <laughs> shelves and here you are right. four years later in early. and you lost 60 pounds. It's crazy. 60 pounds. Yeah. And I actually doing the math the other day, I was like, well, how much have I lost since day one? And I was actually kind of surprised. And that was, again, I wasn't really paying attention, but, you know, finally adding it all up, it's like, wow, 60 pounds. Yeah. Sounds like a lot. It's real. And it it is a lot. And like, I wouldn't have, like, I knew you back then. Like, I wouldn't have guessed that you had that much weight to even lose. (laughs) It's not like it was really bad, but like, you've just been so, you've just been doing this for so long and that's where you ended up settling. And that's really cool. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you. (laughs) And um, yeah, I'll see you soon. I hope. (laughs) Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to The Foodist Podcast. I'm Daria Rose. And if you're interested in upgrading your own health style, learning how to get healthy and lose weight without dieting and without all of the suffering that it brings, then head over to my website, Summer Tomato, and sign up for my weekly newsletter. When you sign up, you'll get a free starter kit that'll teach you the basics of how to start changing the way you think about food, health, and weight loss. You'll also get a free chapter from my book, Foodist, called The Myth of Willpower that explains the science behind why the no pain, no gain mantra of the weight loss industry is the absolute worst approach to getting healthy. So come over to Summer Tomato and sign up. We have a fantastic community and we would love, love, love to have you. Thanks for listening and I will see you next time.